Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. My mother and I loved Newhart. In reruns, we watched his original TV show. And my next door neighbor, knowing how much I enjoyed him, gave me one of Bob Newhart's comedy albums when I was young. And I would listen to that all the time. I enjoyed the way he delivered lines and the cleverness of it. And when his new TV show, Newhart, came on television, my mother and I sat down to watch it. And we were both instantly hooked. It didn't take long before the entire family hooked. My sisters, myself, my grandmother, my mom, everybody was watching this TV show when it was on. Then they introduced three characters. Now, if you've listened to this show, you might have picked up on a personality quirk of mine when I was younger, especially. I kind of still have this, where if I hear a catchphrase or something I really enjoy, I will run it into the ground. Not only that, I will run it into the ground in completely inappropriate ways, stuff just falling out of my mouth. When the characters of Larry, Daryl, and Daryl appeared, much like audiences across America, I thought it was hilarious. My family all thought it was hilarious. Months later, when I was still introducing myself as Larry and my non-existent brothers Daryl and Daryl all the time, thinking it was the greatest thing in the world, they did not find it as funny. And I'm sure even my mother, who thought it was probably pretty adorable at first, quickly started telling me to stop doing it. But I couldn't. It was compelling, and I loved it so much. It's strange that in a TV show like Newhart, that was the one catchphrase, the one thing that stood out. You didn't need to have other things because the show is so cleverly written. But for a young kid like me, who couldn't recognize cleverness all the time, or even good writing, that's all I needed. I just needed a catchphrase. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you about a show about Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, or probably more importantly, about Dick Loudon, played by Bob Newhart, the aptly named Newhart. We'll talk about the people in front of and behind the camera. We'll talk a little bit about the plot. We'll talk about the show's reception, its last episode, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Newhart is an American sitcom. It ran on the CBS network from October 25th, 1982 to May 21st, 1990. It starred Bob Newhart and Mary Fran and was created by Barry Kemp. Kemp was born in 1949 
He's a director, writer, and producer, and has written for a lot of different shows. His two best known are Newhart and the TV series Coach. Coach ran from 1989 to 1997. He would also produce movies like Patch Adams and Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. He was a pretty good writer. In fact, I'd like to say that maybe my favorite writer on the show because he wrote the line, Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. And this is my other brother Daryl. Which is still great. I don't know how people can't think that's still funny. Something you might not know is that Larry, Daryl, and Daryl actually appeared on the series Coach, which means that the Coachiverse and the New Heartiverse are linked. They're one universe. They're part of the Chemverse, I guess. So Dauber from Coach could have shown up at the Stratford Inn in New Heart. It never happened, but in all my fan fiction, it does. Now, you might notice that during the first season of the show, if you're watching it, it looks a little different than seasons that would follow because it was filmed in videotape and the rest of the series was shot on film. I actually kind of like the videotape look on this for some reason. When I watch season one, it's interesting. And if you're watching it in order, it's a bit of a disconnect when they make that switch on you. The opening outtakes of the film are actually outtakes from the movie on Golden Pond. I had no idea about that. But they say if you look closely, you can actually see the stars of On Golden Pond, Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda in the car in the credits. I've been trying to see that, pausing it. I guess my copies aren't that great. The exteriors of the Stratford Inn were shot at the Wayberry Inn in Vermont. A little bit about the plot. Bob Newhart plays Dick Loudon. He's a writer of books, kind of travel books and do-it-yourself books. He and his wife Joanna move from New York City to a small town in rural Vermont. Newhart kind of plays the character you expect him to play, a kind of mild-mannered guy who's surrounded by a bunch of weirdos, basically, in Vermont. And he deals with them as he does, in a very cool, logical way that's often hilarious. As the show went on, they would add a new twist to Dick's life. He would take on a talk show on the town's local TV station. And as the show even went further, the inn became less important. Instead, we jumped more into the people who lived there and his career on this low-rated talk show, which would have been a great spin-off show, if you ask me. We'll return after these messages. Uh-oh! Friendly Big Beef quality check. The first test, we checked the weight of the Friendly Big Beef. Good! Bigger than a quarter pounder. The second test, we closely examined for quality. Yes, 100% pure beef. Excellent. The ultimate test. We call it eating the big beef. Mm. The tradition is quality. Mm. At a place called Friendly. Folks here wake to the aroma of sweet rolls while they savor their favorite coffee. But this morning, they discovered something new about Maxwell House Instant Coffee. A richer aroma and even more rich taste. Mmm, that's good coffee. New richer Maxwell House Instant. Savor the richer aroma. Taste a great new Maxwell House. It could be but Maxwell House. And now, back to our show. Now a little bit about the cast. We'll also talk a little bit about some recurring characters and some guest stars. Bob Newhart played Dick Loudon. George Robert Bob Newhart was born 
1929. Stand-up comedian and actor. Wonderful deadpan delivery. He kind of came into his own in the 1960s when he released the button-down mind of Bob Newhart. Newhart would go on to do television shows playing Dr. Robert Hartley in the 1970s sitcom The Bob Newhart Show. And then, of course, Dick Loudon in Newhart. He also had two series in the 90s, Bob and George and Leo. On the big screen, he appeared in Elf and Catch-22 and The Rescuers and The Rescuers Down Under. Most recently, you might have seen him on the TV show The Big Bang Theory, where he's had a recurring role and won an Emmy for that. Mary Fran played Joanna Loudon. Mary Fran was born in 1943. Sadly, she passed away in 1998. She's probably best known for her work on Newhart, but also appeared on Fantasy Island, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, WKRP in Cincinnati, Quincy. She was actually originally cast as the role of Sue Ellen Ewing on the TV show Dallas, but they passed on her and Linda Gray got the role. That would have been a big role for her, but then she wouldn't have been on Newhart. Tom Poston played George Utley, who was the handyman at the Stratford Inn. Originally, the role was supposed to go to Jerry Van Dyke, but his audition didn't go very well. Poston was born in 1921, passed away in 2007, worked in a ton of television shows, but is probably best known for his work on Newhart, although he had roles on TV shows like Murphy Brown, Home Improvement, Cosby, Family Matters, Will and Grace, you name it. In season one, Jennifer Holmes played Leslie Vanderkellen, who was a rich, kind of, as even Dick called her, a perfect person. So not actually all that compelling. She was very well educated. In 1985, she would appear in the TV series Misfits of Science, another great show, a topic I shall soon cover. And she would appear on TV shows like Lou Grant, The Love Boat, Murder, She Wrote, and The Rockford Files. When she left, she was replaced by her cousin, Stephanie Vanderkellen, played by Julia Duffy, who was more of a spoiled, lazy, vain, terrible worker who, for some reason, continued to work at the Stratford Inn. Julia Duffy, I've mentioned her from her work on the TV show Wizards and Warriors. I think she's probably best known for her work on Newhart, but she was also on a season of Designing Women as Allison Sugarbaker. Stephen Campman played Kirk Devane in seasons one and two. He was the original owner of a cafe very close to the Stratford Inn. Devane was a habitual liar. He's also very infatuated with Leslie, would be written out of the show. Stephen Campman was born in 1947. Probably to everyone, he's best known for his role on Newhart for these first two seasons. But he appeared in a lot of TV shows and some movies, including Analyze That and Multiplicity. Peter Scolari played Michael Harris. I would say that Michael was a yuppie. Him and Stephanie were perfect for each other. It was an interesting snapshot of the 80s with him. Scolari was born in 1955, television and film actor, probably best known for his work on Newhart, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and of course, Bosom Buddies. Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. That's my other brother Daryl. <laughs> Now, Larry, Daryl, and Daryl were played by William Sanderson, Tony Pappenfuss, and John Volstead. They buy the Minutemen Cafe from Kirk Devane and introduce all sorts of comedy gold to the show, sometimes making strange claims that somehow come true. I think the most famous is that Johnny Carson paid their gas bill, and then suddenly Johnny Carson shows up and confirms this because Larry, Daryl, and Daryl lived very interesting lives. Sanderson was not actually the first choice for this role. It was originally written for 
Tracy Walter, but Sanderson really nailed the audition and was cast instead. You probably remember Walter from a ton of stuff, including Silence of the Lambs and Batman. Wanted to mention him mostly because he was born in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I like to mention anybody born in New Jersey. Sanderson is an equally accomplished actor, appearing in films like Blade Runner and Rocketeer. Pappenfuss and Volstad, probably best known for their work in this, although Pappenfuss also appeared in Escape from New York, and Volstad had work on films like Stripes and the TV series Chico and the Man. Some trivia about the Daryls, why don't they talk? Because when he was a kid, and they don't say which Daryl, sat on a porcupine, and he ain't talked since. Makes a lot of sense. Daryl and Daryl were originally named Larry, so it was Larry and his brother Larry and his other brother Larry, but they changed their name to avoid confusion. Some people who appear on the show include Howard Hessman, Henry Winkler, yeah, Fonzie was on this show, not playing Fonzie, Penny Marshall, Lonnie Anderson, and even John Ritter. The list of people who guest starred on the show is gigantic. After these messages, we'll be right back. You are the new American society, the movers and the shakers. You are the new coffee generation. Because coffee lets you calm yourself down and picks you up. Coffee gives you the serenity to dream it and the vitality to do it. No other drink does that like coffee. Join the coffee achievers. Do your best. Hold on now. Kids need some help. They need some freedom, too. But there's something they don't need. They don't need caffeine. That's why the 7-Up Company created this refreshing cola, Like. Like doesn't add caffeine like the leading colas. Like has a satisfying, rich cola taste. You were terrific. You really did it. I did, didn't I? <laughs> like. The taste proves you don't need caffeine, and neither does your cola. And now, back to the show. Newhart did really well in the ratings. In six of its eight seasons, it appeared in the top 25, peaking at number 12. On the award front, though, sadly, the show was nominated for 25 Emmys and never won any of them. So sad. If that sounded familiar, that is because that is the theme to Newhart, and it was composed by the great Henry Mancini. Mancini was born in 1924, sadly passed away in 1994, won many awards, Academy Awards, Grammy Awards, Golden Globes. He's probably best known in the TV world for his work on the Peter Gunn television series, but he also created a very well-known bit of music the Pink Panther theme that was used in the Pink Panther film series, which I guess you could say was part of his collaboration with the film director Blake Edwards. Now, that theme alone is pretty amazing, and that would be great if that was the only music person involved, but there were many others, including, including New Jersey's own Nelson Riddle. Riddle was born in 1921 in Oradell, New Jersey, passed away in 1985, 
collaborated with Sinatra and a lot of other jazz greats on television. He composed the music for Route 66, which is an amazing bit of music, as well as the theme song to The Untouchables and Batman, the television series, the original 1966 version. So you have the great Henry Mancini doing this great theme song. And then, oh, you know, why not add a second person who had done some of the greatest television theme songs ever to just do some of the other music. It's great stuff. One of the things that's very controversial, I'm not sure controversial is the right word, but talked about, is the final episode, the finale. Because they did something very unusual. In the last episode, Dick goes to sleep, and when he wakes up, the whole thing was a dream. And they were probably making fun of other TV events, like the ending of St. Elsewhere, or the strange dream that was whole huge sections of the TV show Dallas. But it got everybody's attention, and it is still one of the highest rated final episodes. It's very clever, and it's often parodied. Not as much as it used to, but after it happened, it was parodied a lot. In 2008, they released season one of New Heart on DVD. Then nothing. Then Shout Factory came along, good old Shout Factory, and announced that they would be releasing New Heart. They started releasing New Heart in 2014, and they released season two, season three, and season four so far. So if you are a fan of New Heart, there are four seasons for you to find. If you have a lot of retro TV channels, you could probably get all the rest of them if you have the ability to record them, because once they start showing them and they have showed them a lot, you can get all of them pretty quickly. I always find it amazing that a person can have multiple hit TV shows, but I'm surprised his two other shows weren't as amazing as his first two shows. It's a shame they weren't, because a whole group of people who grew up in the 90s missed out on an amazing talent, and maybe they're watching him on The Big Bang Theory now. I don't know how big his role is on that show. I hope it's very funny. I can't imagine that Bob Newhart is not funny. Lucky for us, because of home video, really any type of new heart can become our new heart, or at least even younger people's new heart, if you give them the ability to find it. So if you're looking for a TV show to share with someone, someone who maybe hasn't seen New Heart or doesn't even know who Bob Newhart is, pick up New Heart, show them season one, I guarantee by season three, they will be quoting Larry, Daryl, and Daryl just as much as I did, and I hope you find it adorable and not annoying. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com retroist.com and twitter.com retroist. The music you hear in the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. It never gets old. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.